Well, I remember how she blew in off the trek that windy day more than a year ago. Born in like a thistle seed on the hot winds that beat in from the north. Clothed in nothing but the green cotton dress that flicked and chopped about her, a patched and faded relic of some other person's life. And she carrying nothing, bringing nothing of her own but her taut, bare, freckled body and sand-whipped hair in auburn streaks that ran before her in the wind. A smile of impertinent white teeth, and an improbable tale about a wagon on the road and a farmer gone suddenly unhelpful, a ragged tear in her dress at the waist, and a broken wheel, and a recommendation. No paper, mind, just her own account. Such as didn't make much sense in the telling anyway from a Lutheran pastor over at Rainbow, who might, for all that we knew, never have existed at all. Well, I remember how she landed in on us that day, and the whole place ablow at the time, the screen doors crashing, and no one ready then to push her back out onto the track again in that kind of wind, no one going into town that week, and she offering as soon as she could walk again to stay on and help with the children, or down at the shed, or just about anything we could want. And we, both my husband and I, feeling that it was our duty before God at least to feed her, and put some decent clothing upon her back before setting her off back down the track towards the no thing from which she had come. No family she could speak of, and her only past, the fading voice of some unknown pastor of another creed. Well, I remember, too, how she made her way slowly up the track towards the house with the children calling me wet-handed from the copper to watch a thing unlike we had ever seen before. A bareheaded and barefoot girl making her way up along the track alone, with the nearest town twenty miles distant, and not to be walked by man or beast in the heat and wind, and the sand toiling hot between her bare toes, and the sand flies piping and teasing at the flapping hem of her skirt, with the farm dogs bounding and snapping in play about her, and the men whistling as she limped hatless past the sheds, the ragged dress blowing up over her legs and half up around her woman's waist, and she part blushing and part seeming to be loving it, half crazed and half excited by fatigue. Up along the track she came, with old Tolly and Joe Spencer bent over the twisted plow, unbolting parts gone rust-fixed long before, the last dump too high in the ground for the spring to save it, one horse down and all the side pulled over and no plow to take its place this side of the town. Old Tolly made as always for the shade and a shovel or a crowbar to lean on and Joe Spencer hammered away at the bolts, thinking that if they can't be fixed, then they can be broken proper, thinking that if any busted-up old stump can break it, so must he. The weakness and the anger growing about him in the heat and the sweat coursing in gleaming rivulets across his bare-moving shoulders, while he beat away in a toil of anger with the hard bolts ringing, the sweat running, and the sand flies teasing away at him and at that busted-up but ungiving share.
Up through the broken bead of sledge metal she came, with no one even thinking then to lend a hand, as though anyone who walked through the sun on that day must have a power beyond helping.